This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show, Simple Truths Radio Network with Pastor Xavier Reese. Pastor X, how are you doing today? Good, Tony, how about yourself? Amen. Hard to believe it's already um, middle of September. Yeah, yeah, election day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're praying that just uh, we get rid of uh, Mr. Nusselini. Amen. Would, we'll would it be a wonderful happens. thing? We'll be yes. looking forward to the yes, reports yes. about that. You know, usually when, when, when things are going bad, time just drags. Yeah. And it's hard to believe as bad as the world is and the time that we've been, last 18 months, the time has just flown. It just yeah. flies. It really has. It does. Amen. I think for me, just kind of staying focused on the Lord's work, if you will, and what he has <laughs> for us daily. Sure. It, it helps because yeah. otherwise I'd be going nuts. The other thing is, is that it keeps you from fear, you know, because yeah. as long as you're focused on the Lord and his purpose right. and mm -hmm. no matter how chaotic the world gets, right. mm -hmm. the fear doesn't dominate your landscape. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing, you know, that's what the enemy wants. Yeah. Yeah. Push Definitely. people around. Definitely. With us in the studio today, Jonathan Duran. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 209. Amen. Pastor Sam Tirado helping us out with the video with a cup of coffee in his hand there. <laughs> Today, Pastor X, you know, the last couple of weeks, we spent some time looking at the life of Jacob, who then becomes Israel. And this guy, you know, notable for a lot of different things. And one of them, of course, one of the important ones is his 12 children that become the 12 right. tribes of Israel during his lifetime. And one of those children stands out specifically, kind of punctuates the end of the book of Genesis, and that is... His son Joseph. Yeah. Very yeah, important. Yeah. And you know, as you look at the Bible characters, God is um, one who paints man, that's been said by many, warts and all. Um, he doesn't hide the um, flaws of man, he doesn't hide the evil sinfulness of man, uh, but he also demonstrates that uh, men who are fallen and sinful, when they align themselves with him, can obey. And when they do, there is the benefit. And so people are confused sometimes with this um, uh, call of people that are not perfect, and yet they disobey at times. And how does that, does that compute that God is the one that's ordering all this good and evil? No. Um, God understands the evil is going to be done. Nothing holds him by surprise. And um, nothing thwarts his purposes. And yet each person is responsible for their own decisions and the consequences they bring on their own life and the life of others, and uh, that's why there's a judgment at the end of the world. Yeah. For those who don't know Jesus Christ, they will give an account for all that they did in their lives. As a believer, we, um, we have repented of our sins, recognizing our need of the Savior, our evil, and that we ask Him to transform us, save us, give us a brand new heart, new nature, new mind, and as we walk in obedience to God's Word through the power of the Spirit of God. But there's the key. Many Christians come to the Lord, but they don't maintain their growth and development in mm -hmm. the Lord. Mm -hmm. They're not going to church that teaches them the Word of it's God. It's not a priority to them. No, it's more like an entertainment. You know, it's where the most youngest people go and the greatest activities are going on, or you've got a, a whole focus on just prophecy and it's all, mm -hmm. uh, you know, emotional and excitement. And, and um, prophecy is a legitimate part of study, mm -hmm. and we need to know. But you can't, you know, you can't feed on it all the time. Yeah. 
So you've got to um, understand that um, God wants us to grow and develop. Amen. Very and important. that's sadly uh, not always the case with Christians. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for people, you know, you confront people about issues that they're dealing with. And their, I mean, their response is, well, what? I go to church. Right, right. I go to church. I've, I've read the Bible, you know, and so I'm, you know, like, what's your gripe? But the thing is, is I, I can't be the Holy Spirit for somebody else. Right. I may be able to see that there are issues in your life that are not in order, but unless you're really listening to the Lord sure. and sensitive to those yeah. things, you know, to yeah. making him that yeah. priority. You know, and what's important is that every person responds, regardless of the generation, you know, people can say, well, today's a little different, this and that. Nothing's different. <laughs> it's always the same. Nothing's ever changed. God is holy, man is sinful. Okay? The culture changes, who's in power changes, but people are people. Amen. And the gospel has not lost its power to save and transform. And God has not lost the ability to tune the ear of man if he will obey him and study his word and ask for his guidance. Yeah. God is faithful. And God does transform people. Yes. And, you know, if you, you pray and... You know, you may be, it's easy for people I know to get frustrated because they don't see the changes in their character or their whatever, the sins that they struggle with. People have things they struggle with for years. But if you continue to pray and seek the Lord, God answers. Sure. God's faithful. Sure. Yeah. So this guy, Jacob, you know, we were saying last week, Jacob covers 19 chapters yeah. in the book of Genesis. And Joseph is right in there behind him. He's got a, a pretty big chunk. Yeah. here at the end of the book as well. Yeah, he occupies the last 13 chapters of the book of Genesis from chapter 37 to 51 with the exclusion of chapter 38. Uh, so he's important. Amen. Amen. Now we always say, you know, that all throughout the Old Testament that the scripture is pointing in some way to the person of Jesus. He yeah. is the focal point. Yeah. How do we see the life of Joseph? Pointing to Jesus. Uh, well, he's a beautiful type of, you know, again, the, 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 the true type, and we've talked about this before, I don't mm -hmm. want to contradict what I say, um, but when I was a younger Christian, uh, there were a lot of things that we called types. Right. But very as I've broadly. grown in the Lord, right, very broadly. But a true type is one that is prophetic of future fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And so the anti type is a fulfillment, the type mm -hmm. is points forward. And the New Testament tells you what a true type is. Mm -hmm. Even as um, uh, Isaac was taken to the mountain, the book of Hebrews, the book of Romans says that he was a type of Christ being raised from the dead. So it gives us the, 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 the interpretation yes. and the fulfillment mm -hmm. of it. Where Joseph really is not mentioned as a type per se, right. though we use it loosely. Uh, he's a great parallel to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, he, um, in relationship to the Father, uh, he's beloved um, without um, uh, favoritism. Um, yeah. he, there's, a, there's a love there, but there was a, a true favoritism in terms of him and the, his brothers. No, he was persecuted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and then he's a beautiful um, parallel or type of Christ as he was betrayed by his brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus was also. Um, he suffered at, uh, yet being obedient um, and he um, he forgives mm -hmm. his brothers mm -hmm. as Jesus forgives us all that we do so there's great parallels even though the New Testament doesn't declare him to be a true type type okay yeah so Joseph is the last of Jacob's children that is born in Syria 
Right. All, all of them were born in Syria except right. for Benjamin, I guess. Right, right, right. So right. he's the last one. Yeah, he is the 11th son of Jacob uh, after Dinah. We saw what happened to Dinah. She went out and uh, um, went into the world and, and she was defiled. Yeah. And she's the only daughter that's mentioned and, 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 and for that very reason mm -hmm. also as a failure upon Jacob's part, a failure upon her own part, and different things. But uh, Joseph was born to Rachel, who had been uh, barren by God. Remember that all the wives of the patriarchs were barren. Yeah. And so they all had to intercede and ask God to give them children. He declared that God had taken away her reproach mm -hmm. when, when uh, she became pregnant. And she called his name Joseph, which means Yahweh has added to one, uh, to her another man. And so, uh, again, God is faithful. There's a play on words there, taken and added. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, again, God is in control. God is directing what he knows that he's going to fulfill prophetically. He also knows at the same time the failure of this individual. He knows the problems that will exist. He knows the obstacles. But for God, that is no problem. No, amen. Nothing Only for, hard us. for him. Do you think she named him... God will add to me another because she was thinking about the children of, of Bilhah, uh, Dan and Naphtali, that they were her children? Or is well, she looking forward to, to Benjamin? Well, to Benjamin, but to an extent, you know, um, the culture of the day even is uh, Abraham and Sarah. She raised mm -hmm. up Ishmael mm -hmm. as her own, right. though she wasn't. That was just a culture. Uh, but certainly it makes a difference between um, you raising a stepchild right. and your own. Mm -hmm. Though we know as Christians, if a man marries a woman with children, though they are what is usually called in the world a stepchild, mm -hmm. uh, one step removed from the actual mother, then as Christians, we are to treat them the same. Now, our natural sinful tendency is to not. But we have yeah. to die to self and ask God to give us that wisdom, that direction, that love. And uh, very difficult yeah. when that happens. <laughs> Hard work for and, blended families. Uh, yes, it, it's not something that is very um, uh, easy to do. It takes a lot of dying to sell yeah. on both the husband and the wife. I think a lot of people get into that situation. They don't yeah. realize how yeah. deep it is. Sure. Well, when they're dating and they're planning on getting married, yeah. everything is sanitized. It's, <laughs> it's nice and clean. It's com compa compartmentalized, you know what I mean? But yeah. then they get married, and all of a sudden now it's reality, blood, and guts. That's right. And that's a whole different thing. Yes, it is. Amen. So Joseph is born while his, his father is still serving his grandfather, Laban, in Syria. He's got kind of a complex family situation yeah, going yeah. on here. A lot, yeah. lot, to, lot to go. Yeah. Joseph and his home life is interesting. You know, in Genesis yeah. 37, uh, he was 17 years old, and he's feeding the flock, as you right. know. And his brothers are, are in Canaan, and um, um, he was the second uh, to the youngest, um, having ten older brothers. Mm -hmm. So you've got, uh, again, as we talked before, the patriarchs, there's a lot of envy and strife and uh, pitting against one another. Um, and, and well, there's going to be a pecking order with yeah, twelve and, brothers? And God reveals oh, man. it. Uh, and he was informed by his father regarding his older brothers, and he sends them out to um, talk to them. And, um, and yet he's treated very different because he, does, he is favored by his father. Right. He has a coat of many colors, mm -hmm. which distinguish him as um, royalty, um, the, the true heir. 
And so, um, once again, that perks up the sin nature of the brothers as envy and strife and even hatred, as we'll see. Yeah. And um, so he became the object of their hate, really. It's interesting that, I mean, favoritism, parental favoritism was really a problem in Jacob's life yeah. between him and Esau. Yeah. And yet, here it is again. Yeah. You pass on. You yeah. know, people have often people say, oh, man, I hate what my dad does. I hate what my mom tells you this. Then they grow up and they, <laughs> they go, do the I sound thing. like my dad, my mom, <laughs> because you were there. That's so, right. E even though, once you're born again, now you will not repeat those evil things or those bad you things. You don't have to. You don't have to. You can f go against them. Yeah. But if you're not born again, you will repeat those things. Mm -hmm. They're in you. You mm -hmm. were there. You heard them. You saw them. They're part of you. When you're born again, you can clearly see the distinction of your parents, the things that are good, moral, and ethical, and good. Mm -hmm. And the things that are not good. So you don't do those things. Because now you have the ability to say, no, that's not the way I'm going to raise my family. That's not what I'm going to do to my children. And so we have the advantage of being born again. Amen. Amen. I remember, uh, you know, premarital counseling, talking to people, you know, and, and so many people will say, well, you know, my parents were never wrong. Yeah. You know, and what, a, what an important thing it is to be able to model the humility, to be able to be wrong yeah. with your children and apologize to them and all those things. Sure. You know, in this situation, Joseph being favored by his father, and it doesn't seem like, reading the narrative, Pastor X, it doesn't seem like his father was um, timid at all about showing his favoritism. No, no. He was right up front. He wasn't very wise about it. No. Uh -uh. And, 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 and we see that also in family, especially in the world, and, and it happens in the Lord too. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, Christians aren't perfect, and sometimes Christians are carnal. They don't really follow the dictates and the standards of Scripture, so they, they live their life uh, as the world. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in this case, Joseph, as a young man, he, he doesn't give himself, he doesn't help himself. No, he doesn't. <laughs> young and dumb is a bad combination. I'm so, it comes with the package. Amen. Yeah. 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 He, uh, God, God blesses him. God gives him uh, dreams, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's why God, God gives us parents, so that young and dumb can be corrected. Amen. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. But again, um, God begins to train Joseph. You know, he gives him a dream, counts a dream, and, you know, he tells his brother they're going to submit to him, you know, and they get a little upset of that. You know what I mean? Um, uh, they already hate him. They already know he has a coat of many colors. Yeah. And so this doesn't help. So his father not being discreet about it, mm -hmm. doesn't have any good to his son Joseph, and his son Joseph doesn't have any good to himself by flaunting it. No. It, it just no. makes things worse. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And they, they start to call him the dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is something the Lord's going to use, yes. you know, in the days to come. It'll, it will show up. And he, and he does this more than once. Right. It right. happens a couple right. of times where he repeats a dream, and, and then I guess he repeats it to his father, right. and his father kind of rebukes him. Right, and God is, um, is, is training Joseph. Amen. Um, when we think of training, we, we think of repetitiveness so that we become more proficient and, and, mm -hmm. and, and able through our own abilities, whether it be in sports or whatever it is. In the spiritual realm, we shouldn't think it like that because... Uh, even though God is training our ear and training us for the things He has, it's not based on our, on, on our ability. 
is, is based on our obedience, right. but not our ability. In other words, God communicates uh, what he wants to do, and then I need to be sensitive that God is dealing with me personally and that I obey in that area or in that direction. It's training my ear to obey, not to train me as you would think of an athlete or stuff like that. There's a great difference. Yeah, the ability is not ours. Very yeah. important distinction. And it's important that people are sensitive to the Lord again. Yeah. We were saying before in that, in that aspect that they would have a sense... Because so often when people are going through difficulty, they lose any kind of perspective that this is something that God is using. Sure, sure. And again, I, you, we hear it all the time. You know, we've been in ministry for many, many years. And um, we hear people just in conversation say, yeah, you know, the Lord's been dealing with me and, you know, he's, he's trying, I'm getting better. And, you know, he, you know, and, 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 and it's almost like because they're young, they're, 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 almost prideful that you know mm -hmm. that, yeah. and that and it's not their ability it's their obedience right. God requires yeah. Yeah. God wants your obedience and your availability never your ability your ability has nothing to do with what God can do amen yeah that's the truth we would just it just shows you how stuck on ourselves we are you yeah. know we want we want to have that talent you know that thing that sets us apart and makes us makes us better uh, Joseph in this situation, you know, he's going to go through the school of hard knocks. Right. He's going to have some real consequences. And, I, you know, I wonder, you know, him, if he ever looked back on his sharing these dreams with his brother and thought, wow, if I had only seen the consequences coming, oh. you know, if people only really understood yeah. Yeah. consequences, yeah. how they would be different. Yeah. Again, if you... If you're growing in the Lord, if you're abiding in Christ, mm -hmm. you are reading the Word, you're studying the Word, you're... Um, you're fellowshipping in the church, you're um, part of serving and all that, then you're going to be growing, maturing, and developing. And you will be able to look back, and you will look back to see your stupidity, mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. immaturity, your rebellion, and you will acknowledge it. Yeah. But if you're not growing, if you're not being part of the church, you're just going to church, you don't always see that because you think you're okay. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah, never your own. That's sad. And if they wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. And you know that pastor said this, and so you know I I I can't you know, and it's it's the same carnal life, um, and so um, all of us fall short, and we if we're growing, then we'll be able to see our shortcomings and acknowledge them, and ask God to forgive us, and to be able to acknowledge them to others, if I need to. Mm -hmm and ask that forgiveness, and I need to, when I need to. And that's how we grow. Pastor X, do you think that that ability to, to not justify yourself in a shortcoming, is that indicative of uh, maturity in a of believer? Course. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, and again, it, it, it doesn't come, it, it's supernatural work in us, but it, it comes through the natural process of time. Yeah. Uh, God works and manifests the supernatural through the most natural means. Uh, again, if we're growing and we're maturing, and then we're going to deal with those issues and do it uprightly, we're going to humble ourselves, acknowledge mm -hmm. our errors, uh, whatever it is, and then that's going to build character in us, and we're able to communicate that to our children, that we would yeah. be able to acknowledge to our children, you know, I'm, 
forgive Dad. I, when, I, when I was mad, I yelled, I, you had nothing to do with it. It was my fault. I was frustrated. Please forgive me, son. You just taught your son or your daughter oh, brother. the hugest lesson in That's the world. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, it um, is. It, it, but the world of pride says, I don't do that. You know, I'm the father. It, it's just, yeah. it's foolish. Because I said so. Yeah, it, it's, it's destructive, very destructive. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. God help us. Yeah. We're, we're, we all got feet of clay. Yeah. <laughs> so you, Jacob, interestingly, you know, as we look back at the, the witness in this family, Jacob's mom, Rebecca, she was a lot more, she was wiser in the yeah. way that by sending Jacob away to protect him sure, from Esau. Sure, sure. Well, Jacob really wasn't clued in yeah, here. He yeah. didn't protect Joseph the way that he could have. Yeah, yeah. She was a conniver. Yeah, she was. She, she, yeah. Um, she plotted out. But she, again, she paid a price. Yeah. No one ever gets away with anything. Um, um, really, at this point, all you have to worry about was Esau. Yeah. You know I mean? But nevertheless, everything comes back to you. Whatever you sow, you reap to. Amen. There's nobody who... Who, um, you know, sometimes people look at people and they envy them. Oh, look, they look like they're so happy. Listen, the happiest person has problems. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The happiest person is not perfect. No. Um, we the, should all be glad we have our problems yeah, instead of somebody else's. Right. The, the most congenial family relationships, marriage relationship. thank God for them. But they're not perfect. No. Um, they take a lot of hard work, a lot of dying to self, a lot of humbling yourself. Um, uh, marriage and raising children is not for little girls. <laughs> no. It, it, it's for the brave heart. Okay? Amen, yeah. yeah. That's like uh, Winston Churchill said, uh, he said, growing old is not for cowards. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's the truth. Yeah. So uh, Joseph finds himself, Pastor Xavier, in a situation where all of this animosity and the anger and the uh, the evil intentions of his brother, yeah. there's an opportunity for them to do something about it. Sure. Well, he goes out to, you know, see how they're doing, and he gets uh, to the place, they're not there, and he has somebody there, so he's over, they're over dozing. Right. He goes over, they see him coming, he says, here comes that dreamer, you know, let's kill him, let's get rid of him. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. How terrible. Yeah. And yeah. this guy, he's 17 years old, and they're seriously talking about taking yeah. his life. Yeah. yeah, Right there. Yeah. And this, this is where, um, I don't understand um, even when I was in the world, mm -hmm. I knew man was evil. Amen. Because um, I knew me. <laughs> um, and I knew the world around me. But no natural family love is one of the key characteristics in the last days. Mm -hmm. And when you see this stuff like this where uh, brothers would conspire together, yeah. always there's an instigator. There's the leader. Mm -hmm. And others don't have the character to stand up, so they go along with it. And he knows how to manipulate and how to use people. Um, and then they end up doing something that cannot be undone, something that's tragic, something that's yeah. horrific. Yeah. And people look and they say, how in the world can anybody do that? Are you serious? Yeah. Man is evil. Yeah. I just had a... Um, um, news just about a couple of weeks ago, a friend that um, I knew and his son, 32 years old, killed my friend and his wife. So this 32-year-old man killed his father and his mother, knifing them to death. Unbelievable. Now, there's a lot of stuff behind it, different sure. problems in his life yeah. and all that. 
But nevertheless, these things are, they, they used to be isolated, not anymore. The, the, this kind of stuff goes on all the time. When you um, have lost the ability to able to um, confront the evil, to stop the evil, and to bring people under arrest mm -hmm. to give account for the evil, yeah. and have judgment over that evil by a judge in proportion to their crime. Mm -hmm. So there's consequences. All of that has ceased. Yeah. And when you remove consequences, you remove all accountability and the authority of those in judgment. You remove all, you destroyed all authority. It's, this yeah. is where society is. Mm -hmm. um, there is no consequences except by the um, self-power of uh, tyranny. That's what we see today. Mm -hmm. uh, it has no relationship to justice or fairness or anything else. It's simply because we're in control. And it just sows more destruction. Sure, sure. It yeah, provokes more people. Along. Yes. Wild. So these these brothers take it upon themselves. They're gonna. They say they're gonna kill him. Uh, and then um, Reuben, the oldest brother, right. which interestingly he would be old enough probably to have. He's got children of his own by right. this time. Right. He tries to dissuade them. Tries to discourage them. You know. No. Yep. Just. Just throw him in a pit, you know, and and let let some animal, let somebody else, let him, you know, die. But don't yeah, don't yeah, kill yeah, him yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, the situation kind of uh, changes, and uh, his, his brother Judah gets involved, suggesting that they sell him. I right, guess. right, right. But again, Reuben was in bad place with his with, father. Yes. He had defiled his father's concubine. Right. And so he's trying to, we just, we can't know the motive of the heart, but if you're in trouble with your dad in terms of an intimate sin like that, yeah. this would kind of, to save his favorite son. It would help. From the rest of them. Yeah. It would kind of put him above everybody else. Mm -hmm. But degree. such was not the case, as you pointed out to Judah said, let's just sell them to the Midianites, and, you know, they did so. It's really interesting to me because as we get to the end of all the outworking of this whole situation, you see Reuben and Judah both play very crucial roles right. in trying to fix right. the whole mess right, right, in right. the end. And so, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the, the grief of Reuben when he comes back and he's oh going to take him back and doesn't see him, where is he at? You know, he's gone. Yeah. And they sell him to the Midianites, and um, you know they take him to Potiphar over in Egypt, and yeah. they sell him there. I I was just thinking about these. Here you have these uh, uh, ten guys who are there. Benjamin's not there; he's too young, I guess. These ten guys, and they have to live with this lie. Yep. They're going to go back and lie to their father and tell him, you know. It, yeah. It's yeah. just hard to believe. Yeah. Again, that's, that's, that's things that like that happen. You know, there's many things that happen like that in life. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people that um, that um, get married, um, and the guy's been married before, mm -hmm. and he doesn't tell the young lady yeah. until maybe sometimes years. And that's kind of a betrayal, isn't it? Absolutely. Wow. A cowardly betrayal. Yeah. Or. The girl herself 
being sure, married, sure. or uh, having an abortion, never telling them, mm -hmm. or lying about their exact about their purity, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you fill in the blank, and and it's really a, a, not a very wise thing because what you're doing is you're sabotaging the success of your marriage, right? From the human perspective, of course, God can do anything if you're both broken and ask God forgiveness and everything else. God will take care of it, but it's really foolish. Yeah. You're making it difficult and for again, yourself. And the, again, the evidence of being silent about something that you should make known mm -hmm. demonstrates that you're really only interested in your own protection, yeah. not the benefit or protection yeah. of the other person. Um, even though you say you love them. If you love them, you wouldn't keep anything from them. And why do people do this? They're afraid, aren't they? It's, it's they're afraid, and, they're, yeah. and, and again, they're interested. They love themselves more than the other person. Amen. Amen. Protection. And you figure, you know, in the whole situation with marriage, marriage is so, trust is so central yeah. to everything that goes on. And yeah. so you're like, you know, planting landmines in your marriage oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, get-go. Yeah, yeah. Trying, you know, yeah. Well, the world, the world doesn't believe in marriage. They don't believe in God. They may say they do, but the fact that everybody's out there sleeping with everybody, you demonstrate you don't believe in God yes. and you don't believe in marriage. Just talk. It's just, you know, because you're doing everything to destroy you, yeah. the marriage in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't imagine, you know, Joseph's situation and um, poor kid, you know, 17 years old, and they're going to they're gonna sell him off. Yeah. And they just take him away. Yeah. And uh, uh, Genesis, it, the, the narrative doesn't really give us all the gory details. No. But um, it had to be pretty tough. Right, right, right. And again, it's important here that people understand that God didn't make this thing happen. Oh, no. Okay, mm -hmm. this was a product of the decision of his brothers. Mm -hmm. And what seems to be unfair, unjust, that Joseph is a victim, you should never look at that. Because as you follow through and you see what God's going to do. But even in looking at the situation to that point, Joseph brought this on himself and his father brought this on him. Mm -hmm. He's not a victim. He's played into it. Yeah. Generally, there's enough responsibility he, to go he, around he, for everybody. He's poked his finger in his brother's eyes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So he's not a victim the way today everything's passed off as a victim. Mm -hmm. And yet God in his goodness is going to turn this thing around because he already knows what he's going to do in the heart of Joseph and how Joseph will ultimately be the one who will save the entire 12 tribes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So Joseph winds up in the household of, of Potiphar. And you know what, Pastor X, we'll get to that after these messages. We'll be right back. You're listening to Keep It Simple, and we'll be right back with you. Of different individuals of the Bible, and what better place than Adam? There are many women in the scriptures who are models of virtue and the grace of God, and certainly Abigail is one of them high on the list. Pastor Xavier Reese presents the significant people of scripture with his character studies of the Bible series, now available in MP3 audio format on a USB flash drive. This PC or Mac-compatible flash drive contains 169 messages in all, highlighting various figures throughout the Old and New Testaments. We want to begin our study of Mary by looking at the Annunciation. Our character study is Pontius Pilate. Tonight we'll be looking at Paul. From Adam and Eve to the Twelve Apostles and many, many more, Pastor Xavier Reese's character studies of the Bible USB flash drive makes a great study tool for the new believer and a perfect reference guide for the whole church. Get yours at the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. 
That's the Character Studies of the Bible USB flash drive at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple truths from the God who knows the end from the beginning. God predicted the 430 years of captivity of Israel in Egypt. God predicted the birth of Isaac a year before the pregnancy. God gave the very name of the one to conquer, Cyrus. Now, if you're going to believe in a God, you should believe in this guy who knows the end from the beginning. Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. The need for strong family relationships has never been as crucial as it is today. And Pastor Xavier Reese offers a series of studies on marriage and the family, underlying the necessary ingredients called for in a healthy home, such as the source of joy in marriage, Christian submission, God's role for men, God's role for women, even God's role for children, and so much more. It's Pastor Xavier's Marriage and the Family series, available now in the Calvary Chapel Pasadena online store as an audio CD album for $32 or convenient MP3 disc for just $10, containing 12 messages in all of God-honoring practical insights from Scripture. Whether you're new to the faith, newly married, wishing to start a family perhaps, or just want to realign yourself with God's divine plan for your marriage and family, this collection assembles key biblical teachings that endure the test of time. Stop by the online store today at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com for the Marriage and the Family audio CD album or MP3 disc. That's CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel Pasadena. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. Today we're looking at the very tail end of the book of Genesis, talking about Joseph. We have an important event coming up, Pastor X. Yes. In the beginning of October, October 2nd, the Simple Truths Conference. Uh, for those of you, especially if you're in the Southern California area, you're welcome to come and attend. It will be from uh, 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. on Saturday, October 2nd. The theme this year is the present political conflict here in the United States, yeah. and our special guest speaker is uh, Brad Dacus. Brad Dacus. Yeah, Pacific yeah. Justice Institute. Mm -hmm. yes. He's a good he, guy. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. We Great. encourage you to come and, and, um, and, and understand what's going on, and, and this is uh, more than a conflict. This is a um, tyrannical oppression over our liberty. Um, if you haven't figured it out by now, this has nothing to do with health. It has everything to do with our liberty and wanting to curtail our self governing ability uh, as given to us by our Constitution and uh, the right to seek liberty, uh, happy to the pursuit of happiness. And so um, uh, we would encourage you, come and find out what your uh, rights are according to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, um, and that you be able to stand against the tyrannical uh, oppressors of the educational system, of the political system, of um, the newscasters, which for the most part are um, corrupt um, political leaders um, for the ill of this country. Amen. So we encourage you to come. October yeah. 2nd, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yes. And we're also, if you don't live locally, uh, we're going to be broadcasting that as well on not only Simple Truths Radio, but also CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Amen. Uh, don't look at YouTube or Facebook for this event because we won't be streaming it on yeah. those platforms. Yeah. So go to the church website for that. 
Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. And for people who are local or in the neighborhood who are planning to come, there's a, a optional catered lunch. Yeah. That they can. I think it's twelve bucks a person. The habit. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They can contact the church office here and communicate with us about that. Going to be a great day. It's exciting. Yeah. Looking fan. Yeah, it will be here in five minutes. Yeah. Yes. It will. October second will be here <laughs> quick. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Probably not nearly as quick as Joseph's time in, in slavery. Yeah. <laughs> he had a hard time. Speaking so of time. The, these Midianites took him from his brothers. They, they bought him for, what, 20 pieces of, of silver. Yeah. They purchased yeah. Joseph. I wonder how they divided up that money, if they really appreciated it. Yeah. yeah. Had to be yeah. kind of bitter for those guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Joseph winds up in the hands of an Egyptian guy, right? Yeah, Potiphar, and a very um, um, wealthy man. Mm -hmm. very powerful man and again God is in control he directs and guides he prepares all these things but once again he doesn't force the evil or right. do the evil right. otherwise he couldn't be holy just and good and that's important but apparently God's God's hand shows up on Absolutely. Joseph's life Absolutely. in a powerful way he Absolutely. really distinguishes himself yeah and becomes uh, you know uh, has to have been pretty dramatic yeah. for, for, you know, you purchase a slave and then in some brief period of time, might have been a few years, but he's in charge of everything yeah. in this guy's yeah. household. And That's everything wild. he touches turns to gold. <laughs> pretty cool. He's, a, he's an honest person, yeah. and God is uh, purposely directing and guiding the blessed yeah. that it might be obvious to Joseph first and then to those around him. Amen. But what do they say? The work of God is always opposed Yes, and always. so there's uh, there's some serious opposition in, sure. in Joseph's situation. Yeah. You've got Potiphar's wife, that sweet wiggly little thing, man. that um, she sees Joseph, and you know he's a young man, and he's at the peak of his uh, um, sexual uh, desires and all, and she tries to cause him to force him to lay with her, yeah. and he keeps refusing that. And it's interesting. He says, "How can I do this great evil?" against God. Everything in, in, in Potiphar's house, he withholds nothing from me except you. Right. But how can I do this evil against God? That's interesting. That's the priority. That's really interesting to me. Because sin is always against God because first. You don't, through the narrative, you know, you're reading all this stuff happens yeah. to Joseph, but you don't have a lot of input from Joseph. Yeah. You don't hear what he says. A little bit about the dreams, yeah. a couple of other things. But when he says that, yeah. that uh, this guy, obviously his life has not been a bowl of cherries. But yet right. he has a serious perspective right. of God's hand upon his life sure. and very, his very responsibility much. to yeah. the Lord. Yeah. That is, that is yeah. impressive to me. Yeah. David says the same thing uh, when he um, committed adultery against, uh, with Bathsheba yeah, yeah. and against Uriah, ultimately killing him. Um, David in Psalm 51 says, against you and only you have I sinned. Now when you read that, you know that what? Because he saw that the vertical axis is always a priority. Amen. Anything I ever do is first against God. Mm -hmm. Then secondly, it's against someone else or with someone else. Sure. But the priority first against God. My sin against God is foremost, the most important, that I ask forgiveness. And after I'm born again, or when I fail, then I make it right with my fellow man. So if my vertical axis is right first, then I will deal with my horizontal level of existence here on earth. Very important. Amen. C certainly whenever, whenever we sin, right. other people are affected. Sure. Nobody sins unto himself. 
you know, everybody, everybody's affected. But it's interesting that these guys have that character trait yes. to see the Lord as being right. so important right. to them. Right. And know. it comes again through a personal relationship. Amen. You're walking with the Lord. Yes. You don't just go to church. You don't just pick up your Bible once in a while. You don't just once in a while go to some teaching. This is your lifestyle. This is your life. Yeah. Being a Christian is your life. Going to work is not my life. No. I work so I can live, but I don't live to work. No. And so that's important. Mm -hmm. Everything will come out of your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's um, it. That personal devotion to God and uh, commitment, and it will affect uh, everything. Uh, our attitude, how we talk, what we do, where we go. How we look. Everything. 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 Amen. So Joseph, uh, this turns pretty bad for Joseph real quick. Yeah. Uh, the lady is angry and bitter and, yeah. you know, what, what is it that saying about, you know, the, the wrath of a woman or a woman scorn, okay. you know, it's, it's not good. Trust right. me. Right. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> so jo she tells her husband, her some, husband. Some people think that's a biblical proverb. <laughs> <but it laughs> Do they? <isn't>. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost could be, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We don't want to make up scriptures. Right, right, not right. a good idea. Right. <laughs> right. The Lord's given us everything we need. Right. Um, but uh, mm. Potiphar finds out, and then Joseph winds up. You know, in, in a normal situation, you have a slave, and that happens. They take his life, right. you would think. You kill him. Yeah. yeah. But uh, whether they thought that there were mitigating circumstances or whatever the case. Yeah. Joseph winds up in the guardhouse, the, the prison right. of, uh, of the palace, probably because of Potiphar's standing. And, probably, uh, you know, he's a bureaucrat. there was a place of, uh, of a prison for the common person criminal, and then there were those of the king's palace, right. servants, bakers, and butlers, as we'll see. And so uh, a secondary uh, prison, which probably was not as, um, as bad, mm. though it still wasn't fun. Um, but they were treated a little different and all that. And this mm -hmm. is where he finds himself. Mm -hmm. But again, we see God's hand because Potiphar rightfully should have killed him. Yeah. Uh, how many uh, people have we known in life that um, their husband caught their wife cheating and they've killed her? Amen. Or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you don't mess with that kind of stuff. No. It's just, it's, it's self-destructive. Can a man take fire into his bosom and not be burned? That's right. That's right. You know, that's what it Even says. Even the proverb says that a man who commits adultery is not wise, and he will not get away with it. Amen. That's right. This you had to pay, be for you pay for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, bad enough. I mean, let's get let's understand that even if you did commit adultery as a Christian, that God forgives you. Mm -hmm. But man doesn't always forgive you. No. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to pay a price. And that is the only ground by which Jesus says that divorce is legitimate. Mm -hmm. And Paul the Apostle picks it up in 1 Corinthians 7, Jesus in Matthew 5.32 and Matthew 19. And divorce is an option for the person that has been sinned against in adultery. But it's not a command. If that guilty party, be it the husband or the wife, repents and asks forgiveness of their mate. If that mate wants to forgive them, believes they are sincere, then they have that option. Amen. But if they say no, 
I'm going to release you. They are biblically accurate. They have no condemnation over that. Mm -hmm. Now, it's always better to forgive and make it work because mm -hmm. moving to someone else is not going to make it better. Usually, you know, they say the grass green on the other side. No, no, yeah. it's, it's usually somebody stepped on it already. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but again, the individual takes that personal responsibility. Once that husband and wife says, I forgive you, I'll take you back. They can't have seller's remorse an hour later, a minute later, yeah. or a day or a week. You've made your decision. You've forgiven, and it's done. So you, you're not in a position where you can, after the fact, no. divorce them no. because of this. You have to wait for another adulterous relationship, okay? So you make sure you pray. You make sure that it's God leading you, not your emotions, especially if you're a woman, because guys will work you like a yo-yo, yeah. and they will put you to sleep. Terrible stuff. <laughs> okay? Yeah. That's just the way it is. People are so just a little nugget there while we're talking about right. the adultery. It's very important. So this situation had to be pretty frustrating for Joseph because in reality he had done nothing wrong. Right, right. He, he had been above reproach and everything yes. else. But again, he's looking to God. And things like that happen in life all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, a husband will be the best husband, try to do everything. And as we're talking about adultery, the wife goes out and yeah. you know, it's committing adultery against mm -hmm. him. Uh, sometimes with many men. Or the reverse, yeah. the guy. Uh, and the other is the innocent party. Well, that innocent party has to trust the Lord. Yes. Now, if you're not a Christian, you go crazy. And you get bitter and you want to pay everybody back for that. But in the Lord, you've got to deal with that anger and that revenge and all the hatred. And you've got to just leave it to the Lord. And, and let the Lord, him. Lord gives you a way sure. to do that. God, God says he'll never allow you to be tested more than you're able Amen. to endure. He will show you the way of escape, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And so it's very important. But it takes a lot of dying to sell. It does cost you. It costs us to be like Christ, but it costs us a lot more if we're not Amen. in the long run. Yeah. Uh, in Christ, it costs us in the short run, never the long run. Without Christ, it costs us everything, all the time. Yeah. It seems like we have relief and we are not paying it at first. You are. And you pay much more throughout life. Mm -hmm. As you look at the narrative here, it really looks like, from what we can see, the Lord has prepared Joseph yes. for this. And we, we don't really know how much time he spends in this prison, do we? No, well, he was 30 years old when he, um, when he came to the throne. Right. He was 17 when he was sold. Right. Um, so anybody's guess um, uh, on what that would be. But uh, he spent enough years there that, uh, again, you know, as we move on the narrative, the, um, the butler and the baker were put there. Right. right? The, the and, Pharaoh's and, servants. And so they're, they're, um, they're, they, the, Joseph is known for interpreting dreams. And, and so they go to him and, they, and he says, well, this is what's going on. And for you, it's going to be this. You know, you're going to be restored. And for you, it's not so good. Your head's going to come off. And, um, and, and such was the case. Yeah. But again, God is dealing with Joseph, and then he tells the baker. No, the butler. The butler, the butler. Right. He tells the butler, remember me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
when you get restored. Mm -hmm. Here it is, trying to, here God shows us Joseph, he's trying to depend on himself. I mean, I'm trusting God, and he's walking yeah. with God, and yeah. God has got it all, but here's this, this is our human potential, mm -hmm. and God allows him to forget. Mm. And it wasn't and until God's timing to release right. him. Another full two years. That he remembered, right? right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that he remembered when he was restored. Man. So, again, God is in control. He doesn't force people to do good or evil. And he only declares that the evil is going to happen or the good because he cannot learn anything. Yeah. He knows the end from the beginning. Amen. But he's never complicit or the author of sin. Very important. So... He spends two, two more years in, in the prison. And uh, then we have a situation where Pharaoh has a, a couple of really bizarre dreams that, that bother him. Right, you know, right. He, he can't sleep. He's kind of freaked out. Yeah. And uh, then um, apparently the, the butler who's there, you know, I don't know if people really understand these guys. You know, the cupbearer to the king, like Nehemiah. Right. These are important people. Right, right. They're I mean, in the they presence. gotta taste all the food, make oh. sure they don't poison the king, That's so right. they could be dead any day. Yeah. <laughs> but not only that, they've got the king's ear on a daily basis. They're you know like important ministers, right. and so right. uh, this guy, the the, the uh, butler, he remembers the situation yeah. Yeah. with Joseph in the dream, and tells yeah. Pharaoh, and so. The other thing that kind of I find interesting is there's nobody there who can give him an interpretation. Right. That's right. got to be the Lord. You know, Absolutely. Usually there's some charlatan around who can right. make up something. Right. You know, but not in this situation. Yeah. It happens with Daniel. Again, yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. That's right. You know I mean, yeah. God, God knows. Perfect, perfect people. God places people for a certain time. Amen. Uh, the book of Esther. Esther, um, for such a time as this, you know, it's just perfect. To intervene for the Jewish people. Yeah. God's in control. Amen. And we need to remember that. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. not out here on our own. So uh, the Pharaoh calls for Joseph. Yeah. They shave him and clean him up yeah. and bring him into the palace. And uh, he kind of, he appears to be the guy with a plan. Right. Right. And he tells them exactly what's going to happen. <clears throat> and so, you know, Pharaoh gets a little um, excited and places Joseph over all of Egypt. That is amazing. I mean, you know, second to him, nothing can be done. Yeah. And, uh, and God uses that to really save Egypt, but because it was through Egypt that God was going to provide for the 12 tribes. Yeah. So again, once God is control. It's interesting, last night I was watching, Trudy and I were watching them, um, National Geographic's on the pyramids and all the findings, all the new excavations and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, we were in the mid '80s there, and in Egypt, we went to Cairo and saw at the museum King Tut's treasure and all that, mm -hmm. and we saw it there firsthand. And um, and all the other stuff that they found, and it's just Egypt's history is so uncertain, messed up, because every time they find something, they have to re rethink, rewrite and everything. Right. Yeah. It's the most confusing. They even think King, Cut, King Tut came from Assyria and was accepted in. There's so many things that we just, you know, Egyptian history is just uh, so unknown in so many different ways. Yeah. But uh, God used it and he blessed them. Uh, and yet, um, 
you know, it was where God put the children of Israel to make them a nation also. Yeah. Amen. And then brought them out. I was kind of amazed because, I mean, it's Joseph was prepared. Yeah. However old he was, 25, well, he's 30 yeah. years old. Yeah. We know how old he is. He's yeah. 30 years old. But when he shows up, so, okay, he, he can interpret the dreams. He does that, but he doesn't stop there. Right. He's got a plan. Yeah. He says, this is what you should do. Right. This right. and this and this and this. Right. Right. And like, so, again, wisdom, God, huh? God's wisdom. Yes. God directs us. Absolutely. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. people look at the church um, and they ask, um, you know, well, how do you guys do this? How do you do that? Right. Well, we go to the scriptures. The scriptures tell us what we're to do. Amen. And then as we obey the scriptures in terms of the priorities, the order, the boundaries of all for elders, deacons, pastors, and the roles, then we seek the Lord from day to day, week to week, year to year for direction in the ministry itself. And as we look back good 40-some years, we see God's goodness. Do we do everything perfect? No. Do we make mistakes? Yes. But we constantly look to the Lord and He directs. We can look back and see God's wisdom in directing us to bless, to direct, to open doors, to bring people, to save people, to just turn them around. Nothing that we have done. It's all the Lord. And that's the importance of it. But often pastors and people who believe that they could just start a church and, and they do it in a secular way and it's through church growth that yeah. was taught in yeah. Fuller Seminary and other colleges and you know it's they, it, it, they take these surveys yeah the they, they think that there's just the masters uh, of, of of the bible but they're masters of stupidity <laughs> um it just doesn't work only god can build this church Amen. only god calls and anoints men and sends them only those who are trusting the lord will they see the evidence of god's work mm -hmm. time is the test of all things amen Amen. And there's nothing wrong with being like organized or whatnot, but you, I guess no. you just don't want to rely no. on your own no. skills. It's interesting to listen to Pastor Xavier through the years because there are situations where he has made decisions about particular issues one way or another. And then in the passage of time, he will, you'll hear him say, you know what, that was the Lord. And at the moment, he may not right. have even noticed sure. that God was directing it, but yeah. it was God's faithfulness. Right. Yeah. How does that happen? Is he just, yeah. you know, walking on water or no? Sure, sure. It's, it's time in prayer, time in the word, yeah. sure. spending time sure. having that relationship as a priority. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the surrounding elders and, and the people in ministry um, are an extension of that. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if we're not looking to the word and to the scriptures for our... Uh, direction for our conduct, for our attitude towards God and dependency, yeah. then the leadership is not going to catch it either. No. And the people aren't going to catch it. And so what you've got is a whole bunch of people coming under the same roof every week and then midweek, but it's not really the church of Jesus Christ. It's the church of man. Amen. And uh, God forbid. A lot of people out there week by week getting instructed in carnality, yep. unfortunately. Yep. God help us. Yeah. So in this whole situation, Joseph becomes, I guess, the de facto prime minister of Egypt. And this famine that the dreams foretold, this is a pretty serious deal. Right. Seven years long, and it goes from, who knows, all the way up to Syria. Yeah. Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. And so as it happens, God brings the brothers of Joseph to... Uh, to, sure. to see him, to sure. get food. There's no food anywhere else. Right. You know what I mean? So they've got to come. And uh, as you know, they come and 
you know, it's really a fulfillment of his first dream. <laughs> That's it. They're bound before him. You know, they don't know that. To the ground. They're they don't know that, is. but he knows that because he hasn't made himself known. Yeah. And, um, and, and he asks questions that are kind of, I'm sure, turned to brother's head. Yeah. What's he asking? Because they're very... Is your father still is alive? Is your father still alive? Yeah. Uh, how about your younger brother, this and that, whatever. And, uh, and, and, and yet... God here in his mercy provides for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Joseph doesn't lash out against them. Joseph is really trying to find out where their heart is towards his younger brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see so, that. Yeah. But he's looking back to what God has done, all that God's done. He's not focusing on that they sold him. He's not focusing that they wanted to kill him. Mm -hmm. He's focusing on that God brought him here for such a place right. to be a helper towards them. Only God can do that in the heart of men. Amen. Only God can do that. Yeah. Man will take, if he's in that position of power, he had killed all of them. Yeah, he could have. Put them all in prison. He could have done Make it. them suffer. Mm -hmm. But God was directing Joseph, and he it, was obeying. Yeah. And it did seem like he was concerned about you know, are they treating Benjamin the way they sure, treated me? Sure, sure. So he was, he was in the two, two meetings, I guess they go right. down there two different times. Right, right, right. And he's, he wants them to bring Benjamin right, so right, he can right. see him. And they have no idea. At first, they go back to their father. Hey, Dad, yeah. you know, this guy, this, that. Oh, really? Oh, he said, yeah. And, you know, Jacob doesn't want to let his son go for nothing. No. There's no way. But then they run out of food, and um, they got to go back. And he said, what are you guys doing here? Just standing here. He said, well, listen. You know, a guy said, if you don't bring your youngest brother, you're not going to see me. And so they finally persuade the old man, and, and, and there goes Benjamin, the youngest, Amen. with him. Amen. And they come before Joseph again. And eventually I get, he reveals himself to them right. and brings about the situation for right, them to be right. protected. Down well, there you know, Egypt. he puts them separately to eat and all that. Yes. And puts them in order. In, in order of them. birth. And, which yeah. was no small task yeah, with, yeah. with four different mothers, yeah. you know. And, and then he makes himself known, and they yes. freak out, and he says, yeah. fear not. I'm here. God sent me to save you and provide for you. And he sends them back, and they come, and the whole, it's, it's an amazing thing. Amen. And so you might be listening to us and not realize that God is ham, is, has his hand on you. Maybe you're going through some vic difficult things, some tragic things. But God is more than able if you trust him, if you obey him. If you go to church, if you grow, you fellowship, you serve the Lord, He will do for you what you cannot do for yourself. But you must trust Him. You must obey. You must die to your sin nature. You must say no to yourself. If you don't, you will add to greater hurt, to greater tragedies in your life. So, though it may seem very complex, God gives it to you very simple. He's for you, not against you. Abide in Him, obey Him, and He will do for you what you cannot do for yourself. So keep it You've been listening to God Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. 
We hope you'll be back for our next discussion and may God richly bless your day. sleep you you see yourself dealing with God or, or the scriptures or mm -hmm. whatever because it's your life and God uses all that mm -hmm. completely and uh, you're not dealing with the things of the world though your sinful nature is still there your carnal mind is still there. you yeah. have to work in the dead put it away you have to bring your thoughts captive you have to put on the whole armor of God you have to do good battle and end up standing um, that won't end until the day I give up my last breath Amen. But I'm looking to God. I'm depending on Him. I realize that in me there's not one good thing. I realize that if I trust myself, I'll only bring pain and destruction to me and to others. Um, and that uh, I have to live with those consequences. I, uh, we don't mean to say that we live in condemnation. There's no condemnation. No. But we do have to live with some regrets. Amen. Because we know the... The, the, the costly price that others have paid for our stupidity, yeah. for our choices. Yeah. And all we can do is express our, our forgiveness, that we would ask them to forgive us, and that we had to do it all over again. We and didn't. we look to the grace of God. We can't undo anything. We can't Amen. redo. All we can do is ask for forgiveness and impart forgiveness mm -hmm. and know that Christ is sufficient for that. And with man meant for evil, God will turn it for good. Amen. If we see it through the eyes of God, if we don't see it through the eyes of God in the scriptures, then everything goes bad. Yeah. Absolutely everything yeah. goes bad. Nothing yeah. good. So maybe you're out there today and you're listening and you're saying, well, you know, this guy is kind of a rat. I wouldn't have put him in the Bible or anything. But, you know, um, it could be you <laughs> because you are a sinner also. Yeah. And so if you're out there, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we pray that you open your heart to him and uh, realize that He does love you. He died for you. He, he died in your place. He paid the price of your sin that you can never do yourself. And if you believe that He did that, then you can call upon Him and ask Him to forgive you for your sins, to give you a new heart, a new spirit, a new mind. He's going to give you the Word of God so you can understand, so you can grow, you can be His child. Um, a simple prayer, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Give me a brand new heart. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, in Jesus' name. By grace through faith, now He's made you born again. Now, final church is going to teach you the Word of God, not entertain you, not move you by your emotions, but to teach you the Word of God. Second of all, make sure you study the Word of God. Third, make sure you pray, talk to God constantly. Shoot those prayers up to Him, those questions, everything else. And as you study, as you pray, as you join yourself with God's people, the church, then make sure you are the church, not just going to church. And God will bless you. God will direct you. God will guide you. And He will use you to reach others who are lost, just like you were. Pull you out of that fire. And God will uh, empower you and be with you all the time. And as we look at the time, we see that the day is very evil and that the Lord is but at the door. We're looking for the Lord's soon return. That's the way Christians should be living. In such a time as you think not, the Son of Man comes. And so keep it simple. Don't let people confuse you. Go to the Word of God and allow God 
to direct your steps constantly. And every time a pastor teaches, open your Bible. Examine the context. Ask the questions. If you don't understand something, walk up to that pastor and ask him, what did you mean by this? How does this fit in this? No pastor should be upset at any question. He should clear it up and explain it to that person. Amen. If a pastor will not take questions from you, and I know by big numbers, you can't, he can't meet everybody, but if he won't, leave that church. Go find a church that's going to teach you and love you and be there for you. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Keep it simple. You've been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion and may God richly bless your day.